The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. In the studio now we have Julia Baggio, the CEO of G21. Really good to see you in the studio, Julia. Yeah, good morning, Mitchell. Great to see you again face-to-face. I know, First it's time. been a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> many, many months. Yeah. So, uh, good you to see you. You haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Neither of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel I've aged a bit. <laughs> well, uh, it's incredible. We've made it to the final G21 segment for the year. It's a really good opportunity, I suppose, to reflect back, to talk about what's coming up, because you have a really big year ahead of you next year with those two elections. But first of all, I was really interested to see um, a look at trying to combat the worker shortage issues and we're seeing it right around the region every business you go to it seems has a sign on the window saying you know help wanted Yeah, uh, absolute labour shortage across the region. Of course, our coastal towns, we're coming into peak season. Summer has just started and we really, really need to have a big summer to recover what we've lost during the COVID uh, lockdowns over 18 months. Um, It really feels like we're going to be a bit constrained because uh, all of our small businesses, you know, thousands of them really, just cannot find the workers to take up those positions. So what we're seeing is that businesses are not opening Uh, for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Uh, They just don't have the staff to work in the jobs. We're seeing some of our councils, G21 councils, uh, Surf Coast Shire and Colac Otway particularly, uh, looking at their local laws and looking at extending their uh, camping permits to allow workers to uh, basically erect a tent uh, caravan parks or on private property uh, so they've got somewhere to live, a roof over their head, be it canvas, um, for four months potentially. This is a really dire state of affairs. I think you'd have to agree that uh, we, we've got nowhere for our workers to live. There's a, an acute housing shortage and that's really what's underlying the, the worker shortage as well. But I mean, to, to really be under a tent maybe for four months while you work at the local supermarket or cafe over the peak season, really it's just, uh, I think we've reached a low point a really bad low point um, and our councils are doing everything that they can to make sure that we can get as much uh, uh, of the labour force in as possible over these months. I mean our towns swell over these months from you know, say 2,000 people in Anglesey to 10,000 people 5,000 people in Lawn to 15,000 same with Apollo Bay, the numbers are just uh, incredible so we're servicing a really large um, summer population uh, we want to be able to get our beautiful brunches. We want to get our cafe lattes. We want to have that wonderful beach experience over summer. And the workers who come down to have that experience as well while they work, often the young, um, younger people, our international students who obviously aren't here this year, uh, it's not going to be uh, the experience that it, that it should be. Uh, and we really need some urgent help uh, because this is not just this summer. This is going to be an ongoing issue with the lack of affordable housing in the region uh, next summer and the summer after if we don't address the very big structural underlying problems with uh, with housing. And we really need the state and federal governments to come together with us and work with our local governments to, to tackle those big questions. Uh, many, many parts to the puzzle there that need to, everything needs to be on the table. Uh, we've got to look at all the tax settings. We've got to look at land that's locked up by state and federal government that could be uh, unlocked uh, and working very closely with the grassroots community at local government level uh, to really get this housing issue sorted. Um, it's in the immediate term, what can we do? We can erect 
uh, key worker housing very quickly, potentially, demountables, something like that. I mean, it really is quite an emergency, uh, but that's not the long-term solution to this. But yes, we need, a, we need an immediate solution and we need a long-term solution. So we're in dire straits. Well, uh, yesterday I was working on a project here with someone in the afternoon and we stepped out to go and get a coffee and you couldn't find anywhere open yesterday afternoon within the immediate area, which I thought was quite shocking for a CBD in resurgence. So we ended up having to go to a certain big multinational corporation for a coffee, which uh, was probably the last choice, to be honest. So I think if you've got that situation here in the Geelong CBD and then you add in the housing problems down the coast, that just adds a whole new level of complexity, doesn't it? Yeah, well, one one thing begets the other. And so if you look at housing being at the, at the, the base of this problem, uh, you know, nowhere to live that's affordable. You cannot get your workers. Many of many of them are on minimum wage in those hospitality jobs, for example. It just does not add up. Uh, to be able to put them into tents, you know, that's pretty desperate. But it's a short term term measure. It's the best we can do. Uh, and and yes, so that that begets the labour shortage that we're experiencing. And for our businesses, our thousands of businesses who've done it so tough, and they've done everything they can to stay afloat uh, you know and a lot of them have really started to um, get into the e-commerce space as well uh, the takeaway space big time uh, I mean they've done all the right things and they really deserve this summer to be a big one and yet we've got this handbrake on us and it really goes back to the housing question so something that we need to be pushing and advocating for reform on very strongly out of our region we are so reliant our businesses are so reliant on this summer peak um cannot happen again next summer we just have to get down and address it now uh, your survey into the integrated transport strategy transport i think is a very hot button issue it generates a lot of passion so i'd imagine a lot of people would be keen to have their say yes we've got a survey at the moment so if you go to the g21 website you'll find the community survey there we need as many people as possible to have a look at the questions fill them out um you know there's a space there to really just add your own take on what's happening in your world as far as transport goes so i encourage everyone to jump online do the survey send it in we just need as much feedback as we can possibly get so the integrated transport strategy that g21 is running will be finished by the middle of next year and then we'll be reporting back in the results to the state uh, government and uh, hoping that in the uh, november election we might be able to see some projects up and running to to create that integrated transport network that we need for the region we've just recently had two workshops so we held one at bannockburn and one at surf coast shine uh, many people in the room, big thinkers, big brains, a lot of a lot of leadership, but a lot of grassroots community members as well, to give us their lived experience of of how it works for them wherever they live around the region, uh, and how it could be so much better. So we're all facing the same things. The congestion is the big thing as we have more people move into the region, uh, but public transport, public transport's the big missing piece that connects the region up and everyone's very keen to see that built before we basically lock ourselves out of being able to do that. So really getting that in place before the uh, 
the population explodes, as we know it is going to do in the next 5 to 10 to 20 years. The other part of it is the active transport trails. Um, a lot of passion and a lot of enthusiasm for getting those active transport corridors set up, connecting our towns, uh, including our towns to the city of Geelong, but also the towns connected in an intra-regional fashion. And that's going to allow people to ride their bikes, to walk, uh, to use any form of mobility, basically, that's it's off-road, but it's specially designed uh, for all those transport modes that are not cars. So a lot of passion for that. Sustainability is something that really flows through so much of what we talk about now and the transport space, particularly one of the big aspirations is to have a net zero emissions transport network for the region. Uh, that really was one of the primary principles that came out of the workshops. So very interesting. And um, so all of that thing thinking and work uh, combined with the survey results um, that will form the big picture that we can take back to the government and will really inform the projects that we need for the region. So uh, if you can jump online, please do do the survey. Do yourself a favour, as Molly would have once said. <laughs> now, uh, the Arts Centre, it's been a very long-term project. I remember talking uh, with G21 about it before the 2014 election and that was one of the big commitments that uh, the now government made at the time and I see that there's been a new stage unveiled and the Premier was here to announce that. Yeah, getting very exciting <laughs> when the Premier turns up, you know it's at the exciting stage. There's something to see and you can see the if you're in the central Geelong area, you can see the build going on, the big build here uh, so that's taking, taking shape really beautifully um, and then we've also got the Geelong Gallery which has nearly finished its business case for its expansion, which will turn it into a much bigger gallery could, if, we, if we're able to get the funding for that as well. So our Arts Centre and our Geelong Gallery, uh, these two major cultural centres sitting there with the library, which really then provides um, a sort of a cultural leadership hub for the whole region. And G21, um, with our other partners, Committee for Geelong and, uh, and the Arts Centre and the Gallery and a few of our other um, cultural uh, groups have put together the Making Change report. So we've uh, done this report over the last um, eight months. We've got the results now. Uh, what that shows is that we've got a very big artistic community across the G21 region and it's, we're not just talking about paintbrushes here, but we're talking about um, graphic designers, filmmakers, writers, uh, fashion designers. I mean, it's, it's, it's vast. We've got, um, I think, around 5,000 sole traders who call themselves artists in the regions, in, this, in, these, in these parts of our, our municipalities. Um, what we need are arts hubs across the region, so places where people can uh, gather. One of the surveys that we did during this piece of work showed that um, during COVID, a lot of artists who would have gone to public places to get together really retreated to their own homes. Many set up their own studios and, of course, a lot of stuff really pivoted to online. Uh, what we do need now to get them back out into the community are places where they can, can gather and have that artistic space for themselves. And so one of the, the recommendations is that we actively set up these types of hubs across the region. Uh, they also need um, commercial support in terms of being able to fill out their, their paperwork, doing their grants, uh, all of that stuff that's not really 
what they want to be doing, but they must do it to be able to sustain themselves. That sort of leadership, we think, can come through our big arts centre and Geelong Gallery and those sort of administrative leaders in the region can provide that support to our sole trader community out there in the region. So um, this is a creative industries report and it really does look at how we can uh, build that economic uplift uh, from this wonderful community that we've, we've got sitting here in our midst. Uh, so that's a great report and uh, we'll be advocating as a um, as a collective, really, Committee for Geelong, G21, all of our groups together really uh, pushing on this because it's, uh, it's a key part of our, our economy here, $2 billion uh, of regional output every year from this industry and uh, wonderful to have so many creative people and, of course, they want to live here. It's mm. beautiful. It's the right place to be if you're an artist. It's a very inspiring part of the world. So um, yeah, it's been lovely to see the depth of that, the breadth and depth across uh, G21. Is there a sense as to how the industry is responding post-COVID, if we can say that, because, of course, new variants and things on the horizon, but we know that the creative industries were hit very hard by that, and you even look at the art centre, the part that was opened up on Ryrie Street, and uh, that was sort of opened up, and then it's hardly been used. It's been mothballed because of the lockdown since then, so the timing's been unfortunate. Yeah, really sad state of affairs, especially for our performing artists, because we weren't able to have our festivals, uh, and they're just... You know, no one could go out and do anything. So, which is why summer particularly really is this launching point for all of those things to get back on track, which is why we need this summer to work for us. And again, we get back to that uh, key worker and housing situation, which really underpins um, all of the things that we want to do. So we really need all of that in place as a bit of a platform then to allow all of our uh, wonderful artists to get back on track as well. Um, these things don't don't run themselves. You need people to run them. But yeah, looking forward to a big year and hopefully uh, getting the crowds back and uh, having having our muni- musicians, especially out there, doing their thing. But look, it's it's venues as well, and and G twenty one's identified in its priority projects that we need to redevelop and establish new venues so that we can have more and more performances. There's obviously. Um, a critical mass there and ready audiences as well uh, but we just need the performing space so we know that Surf Coast's um, looking at uh, creating a cultural hub, part of that will be the surfing museum but there'll also be a space there for cultural activities and that's for our arts community but hopefully for our performing artists as well uh, the potato shed down on the ballerine needs to be redeveloped and expanded uh, you know, really big audience that can really serve that um, that facility well now, so we need that redeveloped. Uh, the Wool Museum too, uh, really looking for that um, that makeover as well. So, a lot of uh, places that we can uh, start to put on steroids mm. to help our creative industries and to really then drive a lot of that uh, economic activity around the region once again. Fantastic. And uh, last of all, a couple of wins when it comes to clean energy, one around the Golden Plains wind farm and then the second one uh, dealing with hydrogen. We have had a massive week uh, in the last week in terms of clean energy investment for the region and it's so exciting. It's, it's one of the things that we've identified as G21 as 
as being a key strategic investment area for the region long term. And we are looking for partners. We're looking for investment. We want to draw as much of that as we can to the region. We've got a lot of the key components here. We've got uh, a good uh, labour force. Uh, We've got uh, wind farms already established. And of course, last week we had the announcement of the biggest wind farm in the Southern Hemisphere that is going to be built at Rokewood. Um, So that's in Golden Plains. That's uh, Bannockburn being the centre of Golden Plains and Rokewood being one of the um, satellite areas. And that's going to be a massive wind farm. Uh, It'll be a $2 billion facility. Uh, It'll generate... um, I think something like more than 700 jobs in the region during the construction phase. And the clean energy that comes out of that, the renewable energy will service more than 700,000 homes. So that's very significant. Uh, And um, it's just, it's a big windfall for the community as well because there's a community fund that gets set up and the operators of the wind farm contribute that to that every year. And so then that helps build community facilities and uh, make sure that that engagement stays stays in place between the company and the local community and so that, that you know, both are very invested in each other. There has been um, a few challenges along the way. There are the farmers who are not entirely happy with the wind farm being set up and being on their property. Um, and I think there's probably another challenge to go through the courts, but uh, pretty much it's been signed off as a done deal now. Farmers will get a contribution from the company as well. So anyone who's within two kilometres of a wind turbine will get $1,000 a year for each turbine that's on their property. So there is a, a gain for farmers out of that, which really underwrites... Uh, their operations each year. So if you have a bad year, you do get a little bit of money uh, from the company each year. And hydrogen? Hydrogen. Oh, amazing. So green hydrogen, which is the holy grail of clean fuels because you make it with renewable energy uh, and then what it does, it produces a zero emissions fuel out the other end. So it's green hydrogen because it's made from renewables. And Geelong Port uh, is the proponent of this uh, project. So it's a green um, hydrogen hub, a facility that... uh, um, produces green hydrogen uh, and exports it and, and gives it to all of our, our businesses and industries around the region uh, to use to, uh, you know, in their production, um, to, to uh, transport it up the road. You know, trucks that use diesel can use green hydrogen instead. Uh, we'll produce green ammonia and that can be exported across the world. Uh, so Geelong Port's taking the lead on this. It's uh, very exciting. Uh, they really are stepping into um, a very big future industry here. I don't think they've received federal government funding, even though that was on offer and that's being set up in other parts of Australia. But I guess if that was on the table, I certainly think that our region would be open to accepting a bit of funding on that front. But Geelong Port's really gone out there. It's uh, put its credentials up in lights and said, we are moving on this. This is really important. They've got a big commitment to clean energy and uh, tackling climate change. And they are, in fact, the first carbon neutral certified port in Australia. And so they got that certification a couple of weeks ago. Uh, So they're, they're moving ahead at a rate of knots on that front. So very exciting for the region. That's a $100 million investment. Um, so the more of that that we can capture, uh, we'll be very, very happy. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being with us. I suppose, finally, an opportunity to reflect on this year. How will we remember 2021 and what are you hopeful for in 2022? Oh, let's 
Let's park 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Let's look to next year. Let's have a great break over summer. I'm going to go to Anglesey and oh, chill beautiful. out on the beach and enjoy uh, my paradise. What are you doing, Mitchell? Um, going to Sydney, hopefully, in January, but uh, maybe a few day trips around the region, just see how this new variant comes and that sort of thing. But it'll be nice just to shut down from here for a few weeks, I oh, think. It'll be fantastic. And don't, don't catch anything in Sydney. I'll try not to. <laughs> Believe me, might have to wear the uh, the hazmat suit or something. <laughs> You'd look very good in it. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back uh, next year. I'll be back. Thank you very much. Julia Baggio there. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.